On this episode, we talk with Kent Miller about budgeting and finances. You're listening to the Dudes and Dads podcast, a show dedicated to helping men be better dudes and dads by building community through meaningful conversation and storytelling. And now, here are your hosts, Joel DeMont and Andy Lehman. Andrew. Joel. Season four. Here we go. It's on. Oh, boy. You know, they threatened to change the locks on this studio several times, and they haven't done it. And so here we are again. Season four. Uh... Coming back strong. You know what? And I should say, we we do want to thank, always want to thank the people that give us space here that allow us to record. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It's been good to have a a long-standing permanent home. We were just reminiscing about the 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 setup and teardown that had to occur. That was terrible. In the early days of the show. And I can say that early. That's that's how long we've been at this. We can now refer to the The early early days. The early days. Season four. This is what? So we're four years now. Well, Well, three. Three three and a half. Three-ish. Yeah. So math isn't my strong suit. We're we're walking out of our toddler phase as a as a podcast. So <laughs> soon soon they'll be wanting to drive. Uh that sure. this show will soon want to drive or or at least uh at least have their own phone. And that's where I have to draw the line right there. No phones for the show. No, no phones for the show. Uh the metaphor is really breaking down, Andy. I'm sorry. Uh <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let's just do this. <laughs> What's brewing? What's brewing? What's brewing? What's brewing? Andrew, give us an update because uh, your family has just had a splendid time. Oh yes, away. <laughs> I love the I love the pictures, and I felt a little jealous because you were doing what what for some would be it was an indoor activity, but what often people think of as an outdoor, outdoor activity. But you were doing it in the dead of winter as the Arctic air was coming in. We did homes. so we for part of the kids' Christmas present, we took them to the Wisconsin Dells and we went to Fantastic. the Wilderness Resort, which is great because it's like three water parks in one. Come and on, it was nice and and yeah. it's like something for everybody. Like all there was because if you're trying like us, if you got kids of a wide range of age. You're trying to keep all of them There's happy. There's little water parks for the little kids. There's big slides for the big kids. Absolutely. There's a rope, high rope course. High rope stuff? course, arcade. There was they. This is okay. So this is the best part. So the, one of the water parks has a like a pizza place in it. Yep. And we could have walked up and got our pizza, but we said no. I'm going to call them. You're getting fancy because they will deliver it to anywhere in the resort. Come on. And so even though we were in the same place, they came right to our table and brought it. It was great. Andy, what a time to be alive <laughs> when you could be at a water park resort and have them in the bring, winter in the winter and have them bring you pizza. It was what, great. What more could you ask for? I'm, I'm so glad you guys had that time. That's awesome. So how was, how was your Christmas? Well, Christmas was fantastic. Uh, now I should say last Christmas, uh, we, we did go to Southern California and I'm not complaining about that at all. Uh, I should say this has been the story that came out of that past Christmas. Uh, so my sister-in-law and brother-in-law who have a home in San Diego, um, they just really lovely place. They've got a pool in the backyard. And, uh, so la- last Christmas they're like, Hey, normally they would not be using the pool in the, you know, at that time of year. Sure. Right. But they're like, no, we have guests over. We're going to make this like hotel, like a hotel like experience. They ran the pool and the pool heater. Now it's not super cold there, but it's, but you need the heater. You need the bit, heater. Right. right? So apparently it was using so much gas that the gas company thought there was a gas leak Oh no! and came and turned their gas off. I won't tell you what their bill was for that week oh, that man. we were there. Uh, hefty. Um, so it's like, a, so they didn't invite you back. This no, year exactly. Saying. We didn't they get said, to come back. They said, forget this. We're no, not doing, we this. were fortunate, uh, from the various corners of the United States. Uh, my wife's family, uh, her sisters came in, uh, Pennsylvania, Ohio, California, and uh, we had uh, Christmas at our place. It was wonderful. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. So grateful. And then uh, we were also able then, uh, my brother and his wife uh, flew in from Colorado uh, the few days after. And we had our Christmas on my side with them. Really, really good. Uh, really, really enjoyed the time. It's, it's like what we've always dreamed Christmas could be. Just hanging out. And Everyone got along. Let's just, let's, that's a win. That, that's, Everyone that got along. And uh, enjoyed some really delicious food. Uh, I, I, this year people listened to me because I ate my body weight in shrimp. And, <laughs> you know, I don't ask for much. Well, did but, you get a green bean casserole? A little, though, a little. Did I get a green, another green bean casserole? I feel like I don't know. Like I, from Thanksgiving. Uh, 
I, there was a, there was, there was a green bean casserole in there somewhere and I'm not remembering where it, Good. where it came from, but you, thank you. You, you can thank me later. I shipped it. <laughs> it's, Andy made some phone calls, made sure I got the green bean casserole. Uh, yeah. So absolutely great holiday season. And, uh, we are, we're looking forward to 2022, uh, as a family, uh, we are, uh, also looking forward to it because Andy and I got on the stick and, uh, our family is actually going to get together sometime soon. Soon. We've, very soon. We've been working. It's, it's like a, it's really a, it's, it's a logistics thing. I mean, we really have to work at it now. It, we do. Yeah. Uh, but we're, we're looking forward to that as well. So that's, that's what's going on, my friend. Awesome. Well, yeah. it's good to be back with you behind the, the microphone here to do season four. So I'm excited. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Hey, before we go any farther, Andy, we want to remind everybody that our support comes from our good friends at Everance Financial, helping members invest in what lasts through financial services with impact. More at everance.com slash Michiana. Securities offered through Concourse Financial Group Securities Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. And also, support comes from Concrete Barber. Head over to ConcreteBarber.com to see all of the great styles and hair products that you can get for yourself to keep your beard and your hair looking dapper. We dapper dapper. We did have a recent guest who, I'm waiting to find out how it went, because you're always like, uh, DJ does a fantastic job, but the deal is, every person you send over to him, it's like, People are particular about their hair, you know? Right. So we do have a recent guest that did a, did a haircut beard uh, combo. And so I'm waiting to see, I haven't seen see any, how, uh, how I haven't went. seen any public photos yet. So I'm, I'm crossing the fingers, but <laughs> well, uh, thanks, yeah, thanks, DJ. DJ. Yeah. Thank you, DJ. All right. Tonight we have Kent Miller from Everance with us on the phone or on the phone. He's actually here in <laughs> studio in with person. us. person. <laughs> wow. I can get on the phone if you really no, want No, 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 no. It's, it's great. <laughs> Would you just leave and get on the phone? We'll call you back on this one. <laughs> Sir, could you stand outside and call in, please? <laughs> we sound more like a, yeah. like a radio show then yeah. if we call in. That's yeah, true. yeah, That's yeah, true. yeah. Andy's used to, well, you're used to remote. Uh, a lot of remote, We've done remote uh, stuff, people, but, but, but it's always a pleasure to have people in the studio. Yes. Anyways, so. well, welcome Kent to the show. And, uh, we wanted to talk with you a little bit about finances again. Um, you're an Everance employee. Uh, so we are in Everance being sponsored. We thought this would be a great idea to bring some Everance employees on and talk about finances this year in the 2022. Yeah. And so we're going to be talking about budgeting this year, uh, this episode, but Welcome to the show. First, though, tell me a little bit about your dad's dads, who you are as a dad, yeah. a husband, a grandpa, whatever else makes you that dad. What what makes what makes Kent Miller tick? That's yeah. what I <laughs> that, that could be a long episode, so <laughs> we'll, we'll try to keep it condensed. Thank you. Um, All right. Uh, so married now, uh, oh my goodness, 37 years, and um, to my wife, Jill. Uh, we have two daughters that are with us. We lost a son mm. um, who was just nine hours old when he passed. That was a... A rough time. Um, but my oldest daughter, Addie's married. She um, has three kids. And so I have grandchildren, Sophia, Ryan, and Brooklyn. Um, and then my younger daughter, Danae. Uh, and we all live in the same house together. Yeah, this is this tell, is intriguing, tell, Andy. Tell us a little bit more about that. You were talking to us before the show here, <laughs> and it was a really interesting story. So can you tell me how that transpired? Yeah, it started as a joke. Like I, you know, I I love looking on Zillow at stuff and I'm kind of hanging out one day and I see this really cool house and it's got eight bedrooms. And so I just send the link as a joke to my daughters and my wife. And I'm like, hey, we could all live together. Ha ha ha. And I don't know, about three minutes later, I get several emails back and says, hey, I think you should schedule something. This looks kind of cool. So we looked at it. We went through the house. The grandkids claimed their rooms right uh, away, you nice. know. Um, but we got done, and my, my daughters both came up to me and said, Dad, we need a family meeting. And so, yeah, then it was just a matter of kind of working out the details and making it happen. I, I just, I want to believe that I love my family enough. <laughs> to do that. That, <laughs> that I could be all in the, same, in the same house with them. So here's the deal. What we're going to do is periodically follow up with Kent, and I want to see how this experiment is really is really playing out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because if it can happen, it, maybe, you know, uh, there's something to it. And I should say what, what Kent is doing is, is really kind of an ancient thing, right? He's actually right. bringing the family back together under one roof. 
uh, so I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah, yeah you have I'm to come really, back and tell I'm us. Really intrigued. That's awesome. We're a little over two years in. So, okay. Yeah. And you're still surviving. We're no still we're thriving. Actually, awesome. So, awesome. Thriving, he says. That's yep. right. So there we go. Okay. Great. I love it. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so again, we want to talk a little bit about budgeting and cash flow tonight. So. Tell us a little bit about your background and, and we'll start from there. Um, yeah. And then we will talk about budgeting. So my background is pretty varied. Um, I spent probably 30 some years in youth ministry um, in different aspects of it. So I worked with uh, a local outreach organization. Well, it's a, it's a national one, but Youth for Christ, yep. a lot of people, campus mm-hmm. life, that kind of stuff. Did that for a decade, went to um, work at a church here locally and was a youth pastor, young adult pastor, did that for a long time. Uh, worked for a local mission board and did some work for them, uh, and then got called up to a camp uh, out of that. And so I was a camp in Southern Michigan up here, and that's where I really got kind of my teeth into finances and budgeting a little more. Mm-hmm. I was the director, and so you have to deal with you know a limited amount of income and and how's that going to work. And before it was just dealing with youth budgets and trip budgets and stuff like that, um, outside of family budgets, of course. Sure. And so. Um, out of that, I, I had a great experience, but um, discovered about, I don't know, maybe four and a half years in that I was allergic to everything at camp. And so I <laughs> uh, couldn't breathe up there and wow. basically had to had to leave and spend some time with the denomination um, here locally and then eventually um, ended up pastoring again in a church. And so those experiences all had different things that involved finances, that involved working with people and their finances, everything from charitable giving when we were at the camp mm-hmm. to uh, obviously in the congregations, people give and you have budgets you have to deal with there. So all of that kind of led to this opportunity. And I just got tapped one day by one of our colleagues and uh, she was out of my office at the church and said, man, I think you'd make a great financial consultant. You should you know, look into this. And uh, yeah. Almost and you've been with Everance for how long now? Uh, almost four years. Okay. Yeah. Great. Wow. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I think so oftentimes uh, we we joke about trying to destigmatize financial consulting and all this and who we think these people are. But um, one of the reasons we've partnered with Everance is is really our experience has been has been that there is just well-rounded people with with real life experience who have who've been out in the real world who have gifts and abilities in this area but are able to walk alongside of people and uh, to meet them, you know, in in the circumstance of everyday life people's financial situations are as varied as, as the people themselves. And so uh, it does take a particular kind of, I think, mindset and gift set to be able to, uh, to step into those situations. And, and as we've said before, when we had uh, Brent on the show, it's like people just aren't always super excited to talk about where they, where they are financially, or if they feel lost, it can be a real, uh, yeah, just a point of either contention in their family. They could say, can there be relational uh, issues? And and I know from the from the pastoring side, uh, I'm sure you're able to pick up on those uh, those sort of those sort of tensions pretty quickly when when they're when people are coming together. Uh, on the on the budgeting side, so I I I want to I'm going to play devil's advocate for sure, budgeting yeah. because Jackie and I just had this had our your budgeting discussion. Uh, I happen to know that uh, the DeMott household uh, annual budgeting meeting is occurring on Tuesday night. So uh, we're, we're coming up on it. Uh, Kent, uh, why, why budgeting? Because, because like so many people uh, I have felt in the past that budgeting is a way to keep me from having fun with my money. Uh, it is, it is, uh, it, it, it can feel like, uh, when I hear the word budget, it is, uh, you know, it's just a, Hey, I, I work hard for my money. Uh, the budget is trying to take that money and take it away from me so that I can't enjoy life. And so why in the world, why in the <laughs> world, uh, as I'm playing devil's advocate here, why would, why would I enter into that practice, that, that framework um, and then once I do enter into it, or if I dare enter into it, what are the, the initial baby steps that I can take so that maybe I don't just feel completely overwhelmed in the process? Yeah. Great question. Even if it's a devil ask, devil's advocate <laughs> one. Um, 
No, one of the things that I think is so true is that that is, I would say, almost everybody who's not gotten into working with a budget or cash flow kind of dynamic is they feel that's the intent is to say, here's what I can't do with mm -hmm. my money. And the reality is when you have a budget in place that you have worked through and figured out what are the goals and the things that are important to me, what are the things I want to try to achieve, um, whether that's financially, whether that's giving to organizations you care about, whatever it is that you have kind of passion about, once you have something that helps you track your money, know how you're spending it, and look where everything's at, you're actually going to be able to achieve those goals much more quickly. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be able to get to a point where there's going to be, and they throw around the word financial freedom a lot, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I hear mm -hmm. that all the time and, and I get that, that concept. But the idea is you actually get to a point where you can tell your money where to go. And I mean that in a good way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 That's good. That's good. So I guess if, if I'm, let's just say, you know, I'm starting getting budgeting, what, where do I start? Like that's going to be a really daunting task if you if you're looking going hey i don't really have a whole lot of money to begin with because it seems to be going places i don't know where it's at things like that so how sometimes that's a really hard place so where do we start like if i'm looking to go like where do i go well i want to give you a little a little bit of a backstory okay. on that because when my wife and i um first you know we're, we're getting married and we we're starting to have kids and and i worked for i mean really poverty wage sure. and she wasn't working at the time. And, you know, we were, we would listen to a lot of these Christian radio shows about finances. And, and here's the approach that I always heard. It was like, well, we want to help you learn how to use your money. So first of all, get a million dollars. Now, once you have a million dollars, let me tell you what right. you can do to be faithful stewards sure. of your money. Sure, right? yeah. and, and I know they weren't saying that. Don't get me wrong. Don't, you know, don't call into these guys and tell them that, <laughs> but, but that's how I understood it. Sure, that yeah. this was such a daunting, task. And the biggest issues that we need to, to, I think, wrap our heads around is, is figuring out where's our money even going? Like, that's the place you start. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've, when I work with clients and I'll ask, you know, do you have a budget? And, and there's that awkward silence, which I know right away means, <laughs> no, we really don't, yeah. but we want to say something that sounds intelligent. Um, and what happens is that, that I'll say, you know what, here's what I, I want you to try. Take one month and take every receipt of every cent that you spend and gather it and record it. You know, if you buy a, a candy bar out of the machine at work, write that down if you don't have a receipt. Do, keep mm -hmm. track of every penny you spend because most people don't have any clue where all their their discretionary money is. And, and quite honestly, many of us don't think we have discretionary money mm -hmm. because it just gets used up in what we think is normal things, right? And so starting there is kind of the really the, the groundwork to say, okay, do that for a month, maybe two to see mm -hmm. how, you know, maybe there was an exception. Don't do it in December when you're buying mm -hmm. Christmas gifts. Try yeah. to choose a normal yeah. month, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's the place to start to figure out where is my money going? Like, am I spending a lot on games on my iPad? Am I spending a lot, you know, at lunch every day? Like, you know, am I buying that cup of coffee on the way into work? And are there things that I can do to, to change that? So mm -hmm. it's really getting kind of a, an inventory of what you're currently doing and then starting to, to put things into, you know, I love a spreadsheet. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm into spreadsheets and we give those out all the time to say, here, plug these numbers mm -hmm. in. So can I think about, uh, you know, in, in the pastoral world, uh, when there are marital issues, it's one of, uh, you know, I always name the big three, uh, Sex, drugs, and money uh, are the are not, the not, not rock, rock and roll. roll. Yeah. Not, not rock and roll, but maybe for some, yeah. I don't know. Uh, finances in the marital relationship, big deal. Uh, we often hear from um, so many wives, in particular, that financial security is one of their top values, and feeling as though that they're on the on the team and on mission. Uh, with with their spouse, right? We'd hear that all the time. Uh, when it comes to a couple coming together, because I know I know this is I I full disclosure. This is this has been the struggle for the Demott family is has been uh, just even some competing values with our money or how we uh, how we perceive what we have or what we don't have or our you know. When husband wife team coming together, trying to establish a budget, 
what are some maybe helpful ground rules or some helpful parameters or uh, uh, things that you would say to try to help get at least on the same page with with each other to begin working in the in the right direction? Yeah, I, I think um, one of the key things, and it's you're going to recognize this from a lot of pastoral counseling kind of things because. I draw on that from my own Absolutely. experience, right? Yep. But is to to help them understand no answer is a bad answer as we start out, as mm-hmm. we talk about these things. Like don't don't apologize for where you're at. If mm-hmm. you if you're not into giving money to the church or to charities or not again giving as much as my partner is, that's okay. Like mm-hmm. let's not try to don't cut the other person off and correct them. Yeah, you know, let right. them let them share what's going on and, and that kind of thing. Um, and then trying to take and say, okay, so if if one person is here and one person's over here, um, how do we move both of you to a more central ground? And what's that gonna take? Um, the, the issue with with many of the couples that I meet with, um, and it's, I would say probably 80% of the time, it's the, the men who are taking care of the money primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it probably was more than that 10, 15, 20 years ago, but um, it's usually about 80% of the ones focused on that. And and you're right, the, the wife wants to feel like everything's okay. Yep. They want to know everything's okay. They want to know that if I want to go and you know, get this for our kid, I'm going to have the 20 bucks. I mean, they they want that security. And so that communication of how do we set up times of reviewing where we're at financially, you know, and I, I encourage weekly, if you're not doing it right now, try to do it weekly. And after that, you know, if it can happen other times or just ask one another, you know, make sure that's an open avenue that that neither one is trying to hide the finances or hide what they're spending or that kind of thing. Yeah, that's a, a quick, easy way to have your yeah marriage go wrong Yeah, <laughs> is to not talk about that because it, it, it's a it's a can be a fight just like that. And, and I have boy, oh boy, I think of a few instances where in relationships where there was secretive spending um, or the the taking out of credit cards in, you know, uh, un, unknown and in and, and those situations going off, uh, off in bad directions quickly. And, and as always, I mean, this is any of these conversations are, they are relational conversations. You, you, uh, you know, it's, uh, we do have financial advisors, but they are, it is a form of, there's a, there's a counseling aspect to this too, because we're, we are talking about values. We are talking about goals. We are talking about, you know, uh, what are we trying to achieve together? And, you know, I, there's, uh, so many times, uh, it's, we're, we're also bringing in prior experiences or, or perceptions of money from when we enter into a, when we enter mm-hmm. into a marriage or into a relationship and some of it, it's so much of it's unvoiced. I know it was, certainly was for in my case where, um, just approaches to money were different or, or, or thoughts. And, and I've said before, even, you know, early in my, early in my marriage, I mean, Jackie and I were married, married two years and then the recession hit. And I had just, I mean, I graduated college into the, into a recession with, you know, with a Bible degree, highly marketable, yeah. uh, highly marketable. And so for so long, we, we lived in a reality of just getting by, like to be, be able to think, I mean, to your point, you said earlier about like, yeah, get a million dollars and then we'll do whatever it was. Well, well, my mindset for the longest time was when I, and when I say a poverty mindset, it was a, it was a mindset of lack of like, okay, we we're not going to end like we we're just going to get by for, for probably for a while for this foreseeable future. So let's just make sure that we, you know, recession proof ourselves as well. So we're going to try to keep a low mortgage. You know, we're going to get a house where we have a very low mortgage payment. We're going to, we're not going to have any, um, you know, the cars that we're, the cars are all going to be gifted to Mm -hmm. us by people. You know, we're going to try to keep all every possible cost down and then just make it. Um, but then going to a place then of kind of a healthier, a healthier perspective of not from a, a place of lack, but from a place of like, there are things that you can accomplish, even if it's in modest ways over a long period of time. I think that's the, the big, one of the bigger reveals to me has been like, hey, if you do this thing with even this small amount of money over the course, you know, some amazing things can happen. And, and I'm sure you've, I'm sure you've seen that yeah. with, with, yeah. with folks. Well, and it, it comes out, especially when you're talking with 
uh, couples, um, and it can be younger or older, who are dealing with like credit card debt can just eat people up. Um, I think I, I read something the other day that it's something like, I think the average person has around eight to $10,000 of credit card mm-hmm. debt that they're carrying. Wow. And, you know, when you think about that much and the interest that's accumulating with that, um, it goes back to, to helping people look at their goals and their dreams. Like, do you have to have what you feel you need, this this dream that maybe if I'd wait 10 years, it'd be a very, very much reality, but do I need it now? Yeah. And mm-hmm. sometimes I get used to that now in how whatever context I grew up in. And if those are at different polar points in a couple's marriage, you're right. The, the, the tension is going to be there almost immediately. Um, but trying to figure out ways then to say, how do I, how do I take care of this debt? How do I kind of the whole snowball effect? Mm-hmm. How do I pay as much on this, the one that's the lowest? Let's get rid of that, roll it over to the next one and so on. Um, and at the same time say, how do I work at, you mentioned recession proof, Joel. And, and one of the things that can really be helpful is in your budget to actually set aside money. That's an emergency fund. Mm-hmm. Like, um, when I heard people say, get three to six months of of income for uh, an emergency fund, when my wife and I barely could pay the bills each right. month, I right. just laughed right. at people. Right. You know? And that's, yeah, that's one of those things that you look at and you're like, there's no way that There's I can do no this. There's no way, except when you start doing just a little. Say, so, you mm-hmm. know what, we're going to set this aside and we're, and we're going to do our best to not touch that. And we're going to pray that nothing major breaks <laughs> exactly. in the meantime. <laughs> no water heater <laughs> yeah. breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The car doesn't right. break down. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think that's just so interesting. Um, we, you know, we, for the longest time, what, here's what I've, here's what I've kind of gathered and what I've, what I've noticed is that, um, well, even like with, with the, the church that I work at, you know, um, a lot of, um, non-for-profit financial advising are saying for like, for non-for-profits bare minimum three months, be able to cover all, ex- all expenses. If, if, you know, if giving just dropped off tomorrow that you would, that you would be able to. And so what works for individuals also, I, I see in other for, yeah, organizations, organizations. And, and things like that. And just having that perspective of, listen, I'm not waiting for doomsday, but I know, I mean, I still remember, I mean, 2008 is vivid in my mind and I feel, you know, and I know like my grandparents, um, I have one remaining living grandparent, uh, hi grandma Carla, uh, who, you know, who's a a listener of the show, who's a listener and a supporter of the show. Yes. God. And she had her, by the way, 89th birthday this past fall. Happy birthday. She's, she's kicking it. My favorite grandma. Awesome. Uh, but you know, folks of that age, they remember, you know, like you can see it's affected their life. They remember a time when there was, I mean, when things were serious, you know, things were serious and then, you know, and the, the resources were not always there. And I feel like that's kind of the same for me now. What about the coming, the coming generation who's had, you know, relatively speaking, it's been, it's been pretty good. Um, talking to younger people about finances. Uh, and then, I've also just at a personal level, you talking to your own kids, what was the journey and you talking to your kids financially budgeting, planning like that? Uh, how is that? How is that? How is that played out? Because we, we always do the theoretical, but we're going to put we're going to put Ken in the hot yeah. seat. Yeah, and say, no, that's what, great. That's what did great. what did he do? Because then I'm going to take the notes on that one and just follow <laughs> his follow his guidance. You're not going to take notes <laughs> oh. <laughs> on that one. I'll just tell you that right now. Um, well, the first part of the question the first, was uh, in terms of young families uh, young, now. Yes, young families about, now. So here's here's one of the the really I think it's a dilemma, um, and that is you have had every generation for. Boy, the last, I don't know how many generations, they've they've made more money than the previous yeah. generations. Mm-hmm. And we're posed now to be at a point where this coming generation is not going to make more money than what their parents did. And, and that's going to be hard on them because they've kind of been accustomed to sure. a certain lifestyle, right? And so that, that can be very difficult to figure out how are we going to make this, how are we going to make this work if... You know, and, and people want to pursue things that they love doing over and above saying, I'm just going to put my nose to the grindstone and right. do a job I don't like. Because that's, that's a cultural yeah. shift. Exactly. The, the, the desire for, exper- for experience and ex- exploration much more than I know myself or and definitely my parents, w- right. w- which were like, 
put your nose to the grindstone, get her done. And then when you retire, maybe you could enjoy your life. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I even had my, my wife's grandfather when he was alive. Um, I was working for youth for Christ and pulled me aside one day and said, so when are you going to get a real job? Make some oh, money. You know, oh, I mean, yeah. it was one of those, those kind of dynamics. And so you it, felt that pressure. But <laughs> yes. And it didn't make it any better when you were in youth work either. Exactly. I've, 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 I've heard that. <laughs> when are you going to become a real pastor? Yeah. 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 Um, for my own kids. Um, so, and, and they'll probably tune in and listen to this at some point, but um, we actually were pretty miserably and failed at doing very much when they were little. Mm-hmm. And that's the best time mm-hmm. is to help kids understand about savings. Hopefully, hopefully we're doing a little bit more with our grandchildren now being in the same house and not mm-hmm. that whole bit. Um, but, but one of the things that we did try to do is help them understand the gravity of debt. Like, Interest rates will eat you up. So mm-hmm. if you're putting money and buying things on credit, here's what that that does. And so yeah. I mean that really was something we dealt more with when they got into you know high school and into to college. But um, we tried to you know okay hey you've gotten some money let's try to give ten percent to the church. Yep. So mm-hmm. we did some of those things. But in terms of really helping them walk through and understand money, I, I think my wife and I both say we we really didn't do a good job when they were little. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've had a lot more experience now um, and being able to help them learn and understand not only the value of money, but but be able to say, how do we structure our money in such a way that we can still live in the compound? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So for our listeners, if you have any questions, we'd love to hear your feedback on this. Obviously not live, but give us a call. 574-213-8702 is our voicemail number. Five seven four two one three eighty seven zero two. Ken, let's talk a little bit about why are some common reasons that people fall off of the budgeting track once you're on it? Because it can be hard to stay on that that track. Well, I, first I want to clarify that I, I am a firm believer in knowing where your money's going and in budgeting where you want to go and understanding that a budget is a guide. Sure. Because some people want to say, well, we put this in the budget and we can never veer off of that one iota like <laughs> yeah. we have to stick to this and and that can cause as much tension in a, in oh, a marital sure. situation mm-hmm. yeah. as, the, as anything else um and so part of that is to and this i'm going to sound like a repeating record but go back and say if it's not working then we need to do another month of keeping all our receipts because mm-hmm. one that's just a pain yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and so sometimes that threat of that might say okay i maybe need to watch what i'm doing because mm-hmm. i'm going to have to account for everything every charge i make that comes through on the, you know, on the the bank statement now and or the online or whatever. Um, and if I have so much cash, the, the other thing that can be really helpful when you're trying to say, how do we stick to a budget is making sure you're budgeting in ways, to your point earlier, Joel, that you have some money that you can just spend however you want. Yep. Now, that might only be three bucks, <laughs> right. depending sure. on, on your scenario, right? That's okay. But if you have that $3 or $5 that I can spend however I want, and maybe that can grow at some point, depending mm-hmm. if we improve those our circumstances, that sometimes can help you hold on to, to the budgeting a little bit more. Um you know, making decisions that are healthy for your family when it comes to the kinds of foods that we buy. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just buying the cheapest things. I mean, that's one of the things I talk to people all the time. I, um, I worked, I'm on the board, I just left the board, finished a, a term with a food pantry board here locally. And, you know, a lot of the food that they get is just full of carbs and starch mm-hmm. and yep. it's, it fills them up and it, it's not healthy for them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can spend your money a little differently, get food that's healthier for you. You actually feel fuller, blah, 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 blah. Right. right. You get all that. Um, making some of those kind of changes can actually help you in the long run and, and coming down to having a kind of a come to Jesus meeting with what do we really need and what do we really want? What's a need? What's a want? And that can be a discussion that's, that's going to be really hard sometimes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know, uh, we're also right now in the throes of, uh, purchasing a new vehicle. And, uh, this is the, this is, well, it'll be new. It'll be new to us. Uh, my father has worked in the automotive manufacturing industry for my entire life. I will never purchase a new vehicle, uh, on principle mm-hmm. alone. Um, but uh, you know, and he tells my my dad told me stories. It used to be like GMAC financing, for instance. There was a time when General Motors was not making any money on any of their vehicles apart from the financing. 
So the product itself, uh, they, you couldn't like, if they didn't have people financing it, if they just had people just buying their product, they would not be making any, any money. So it's just, that's telling again to the system in which we are working. And I'm trying to participate in that system as little as possible. Um, but you know, every day, every day when I start up my 2004, uh, Ford, Ford van, which, which is, it's still running, still running. I'm a little, <laughs> every, there's just one thing after another, you know, it's, it's whatever, but we're, we're making it last. Uh, but now it's, but now it is a, is a thing of like, what do we, what do we need? Right. This, Cause these are, mm-hmm. this is what the conversation is between my wife and I, what do we need? For us as a family, we're a travel baseball family as well. So I know that we put between 24 and 25,000 miles on a vehicle every single year, right? So I have that number in mind. Uh, we do, I no longer, I'm pretty handy. I can fix cars, whatever. But the time in my role now in the family, the time and availability that I have to fix a vehicle it's myself. Worth it, it, yeah. yeah, it's just like now for me, like time literally is money. And, you know, so... I'm in a different reality than I was when uh, I think, you know, I think our good friend Matt Miller, when he gave me his 1992 Honda Accord, which I, I love that vehicle, to death. loved it to death. I loved it into the, I got good mileage out of it, loved it into the graveyard. Uh, you know, n- now the conversation is between, you know, between Jackie and I uh, very, and she's just going to love me that we're, that I'm just putting this all out there, but what do we need? You know, um, you know, I really wanted, I really wanted a truck, really, really wanted a truck. Mostly uh, the part of it is, uh, and again, for those of my coworkers listening, most of the other male coworkers that I have, have a truck and I get so much, so much grief when I pulled up in my, mm-hmm. <laughs> when I pulled up in my minivan, uh, <laughs> not a major factor, but it is in the back of my mind for sure. Uh, but, but also, you know, I've, we had the conversation, it's like, well, how practical, how practical is that for the fact that we are a family of six? And then, you know, we, we going back these, it's all these value things of going back and forth of, you know, cause I am really stuck on, it's like, I do not want another minivan. Cause we have, we have, we have one that will last us, uh, the, the Toyota will, has got, so it's got more years on it yeah. for sure. But, you know, those value things of, and it really does make me like, I have to stop and go what are the values that are driving my purchase, you know, my purchasing of whatever, whatever it is. Um, you know, I know for a long time, I, I don't think I gave a whole lot of, a whole lot of thought to that. Um, we love having the conversation about, um, like we're big Aldi fans. Uh, and, and I'm grateful for Aldi because when I go to Aldi, I don't feel like I'm compromising on what I'm getting. Right. But I'm clearly it's, you know, cheaper for sure. Uh, but we have this ongoing conversation about what generic things will you not buy? Like, they're, 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 you know, but it's also my, my it's wife a, had to have that conversation with me. Like, there are some things that you just don't buy. You, don't, generic. you just oh. don't do. I would vote mac and cheese is one of them, actually. And Q-tips. Uh, I, I do not. I'm so tired of the 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 cheap Q-tip just breaking apart in my hand in my mid ear, mid ear canal. It's just not OK. Uh but those are all value conversations, right? Of, of back and forth, what you will compromise, what you, what you will not. Um, what are some things when it, when it comes to, when it comes to budgeting where, and maybe this is a general broad brushstroke where you see people, uh, most rampantly misallocating and I know this is going to be kind of a judgment but misallocating their funds to something where where with a little work and a little intention uh they could not have to make a major sacrifice or really cut themselves down but could make some real real gains and say hey if not instead of going with plan A if you tried B on this thing you might be farther ahead but not really have to like uh, put your, you know, cut your, cut your, yourself off at your knees and really make a, some drastic sacrifice. That's a great question and a really hard one um, because it does bring sometimes judgment. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. But I think one of the things that, that sometimes just reminding people that there are alternatives um, like brand buying, that mm-hmm. was a great mm-hmm. one. You know, there are alternatives. We might not compromise on some things, yep. but there are alternatives to others. Um, Clothing, new clothing can cost mm. a lot of money. 
Now, you can shop some of their clearance racks and you can do that kind of stuff and you can get some good deals. You can go to these secondhand places, Close Mentor, mm-hmm. where maybe they should become yeah. a sponsor. There we go. Um, but, you know, <laughs> uh, there's, there's other alternatives to saying, how can we back this off a little bit? Mm-hmm. Um, I would be remiss in not telling a story of a time that I was judging one of my former youth, um, ha- having coffee with him and... He does some amazing work down in Indianapolis with um, helping to get rid of child trafficking and yeah. all this stuff. Just great, great young man. And um, so we're, we're getting together and, and we walk out of the coffee shop and there's this really nice Tesla sitting there. I'm like, wow, yeah, that looks that sweet, you know. And he's like, yeah, that's mine. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh. he goes, now, before you judge, which, too late, <laughs> yeah, no, too judge late. already yeah. happened. Right. Yeah. But no, what, what happened was this Tesla with what he saves in gas and making trips down three, four times a week to Indianapolis, um, more than pays for the payment on the Tesla. Interesting. And and so he also feels like then I'm helping the environment. I'm not using much, right. you know, fossil fuel. Blah 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 blah. Um, and I am like, thank you, man. That really that convicted me yeah. to say, mm-hmm. don't look at someone's decision just based upon what's right there. Yep. Um, that that he thought that through. He ran the numbers. Mm-hmm. He he looked at it, and that's where it can. But really that just I think it goes to show you that there there's there's hidden things here of other ways to think about if, you know, and sometimes it's like if I, for instance, I like on the vehicle side, there's a tipping point there of I can get a slightly better vehicle and reduce my maintenance cost by X and reduce the amount of time that I am otherwise pulled from, you know, X, Y, X, Y, Z. Um, because that's what a big part of our decision was. And when we started just getting newer vehicles was like, okay, the actual amount of money that it is costing me for, for upkeep and fixing and all of that is now becoming a prohibit, you know, a prohibitive thing when we do the end of year totals or whatever. Um, and so I always had like over the several years I had like a, uh, I started coming up with a, and again, this is not me. I am not like coming up with formulas on things very, very often, but I did sort of have kind of a formula of like, here's how much this vehicle costs me to drive every, like at the end of the year, like every mile, this, the total cost for this particular vehicle. And then it was like, okay, if we get a new vehicle, the cost is, the cost is this. And that's all of the maintenance stuff. That's everything, whatever. And again, those are hidden numbers until you start to look Mm -hmm. at them. You start to realize actually all said and done within a certain range, uh, probably not up to Tesla range yet, but uh, within a certain range, you're not you're not hurting yourself as, as badly as you, as you might think. And so I think there's, uh, so much of this just has to do with, and what I'm hearing from you, Ken is being intentional, taking the time, do some digging. Um, folks like yourself are there to help in that, right. in that journey as much as people are willing to. And I think about our, our own, our, our own advisor, uh, are very available to have those conversations and do that digging in that exploration. If we're willing to kind of like, as I like to say, get naked, get naked in naked. front of people, yeah. you know, yeah. and, uh, and have, and have that transparency. Well, so. well and I, I wanted to talk a little bit about that too, because I know that as, especially if you're struggling in the finance area, it's hard to look and go, okay, what kind of financial advisor help me out with? And how, so how, what are some ways that you can kind of get over that idea of, I don't need that because it's going to cost more mm, for right. me to go to the, to this right. financial advisor. And like, what are the advantages of doing an advisor? Um, so, so one, I'm a financial consultant. Consultant, that's There's, right. We, which is okay yeah. because there, but there are legal terms yeah. that we just have to watch. But, but one of the things that, and this is kind of a plug for Everance, but we are a sponsor. Sure. So. It's yeah, 100% okay. But we're one of those, when you hear about being a fiduciary, like that's what we are. So someone comes in and talks and wants to just look at where things are at, take a snapshot of where things are at, ask questions. We, we don't charge people just to do that. Now, if you want to develop a financial plan, we have, you know, different advisors that mm-hmm. are, are financial planners in our office that work that way. There's fees with that, that kind of thing. But if you just want to talk to someone, contact someone at Everance. They'll be mm-hmm. happy to talk with you, set up a call on Zoom, come in in person, however you want to do that, and just say, here's the things I'm, I'm struggling with and I'm dealing with. We'll talk to you about how we work. We'll talk to you about the things we do, how we might be able to help. We're going to talk about a budget. I almost guarantee sure that is. everybody's yeah. going to do that. <laughs> yeah. um, but we'll, we'll do that and kind of talk that through with you. And there's no cost to that. Like, sure. don't, don't feel inhibited by that. 
that's that's great. That's good to, to know. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And I think because I, I would agree. It's like I, I know for the longest time I was like, oh, financial consultants, financial advisors, whatever. This is for this is for the rich people. Uh, this is this is for that other, you know, <laughs> I have a friend, a friend of mine, past guest Randall. He's always talking about how the other half live. Right. Like, <laughs> this, you know, that's for the other half, uh, whatever. But 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 really, I mean, every person would benefit no matter their age, their stage of life, what, what, their, what their particular situation is, everybody would benefit from just ta- having someone, and so many things in life of this are the case, having someone come alongside of them, have the conversation, put new eyes, fresh perspective on it. Um, it it's, it's good. And, and I mean, the reason we have partnered with Everance, one of the major reasons is we, we want to see families thrive. We want to see, you know, we talk a lot with our dudes and our dads, we want to see people be able to step up to the plate have better health holistically, yeah, everything right all around the board. So this is a, this is a key conversation uh, toward that. Yeah. So I think one of the last things that before we get into our dudes and dads pop quiz, uh, which I don't, you've been prepared for, hopefully I, yeah. he's listened to a few episodes. Yep, so yep, so we just threw, I know we what's coming. Yep. <laughs> Are there any like, apps or things that you could recommend maybe budget wise, you know, you'd mentioned a spreadsheet, but any other like tools that could be used for creating a budget? So, um, one that I've messed around a little bit with is called mint. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people might've heard about that, but I would encourage, um, listeners, you know, check out with your own financial institution. Mm -hmm. They will often have something even built in as a point of starting where you can you know put a budget into there and it will actually track things for you so banks are getting much more and credit unions getting Mm -hmm. much more you know kind of sophisticated in that way and so that's a great thing to do if you don't want to do any of that even take a piece of paper (laughs) and just write down like i had one person say well here's my budget and it was just like you know 12 or 15 lines on a piece of paper written down. And the reality is, yeah, that that's a budget. That's mm-hmm. something that, that, you know, and then the question was, well, how, how well do you follow that? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's the, the work that can begin from mm-hmm. that point, but just writing down, here's what we at least want to do. Here's how we want to get there. Um, but yeah, check with your financial institution. Mint works with a lot of them. That's sure. a, a really good one. Great. And, and if everyone, anyone wants to check out Everance, obviously everance.com slash Michiana is the local Michiana area, but everance.com and overall, we have a, they have a, a large very area, national, national organization. organization. National, so right. there's an Everance yeah. near you somewhere. So yes. Definitely. Find them. Yeah. So, well, thanks for being on the show tonight. We've really appreciated you in the, the talk about budgeting and the light that you've shed to that and how important that is for dudes and dads and families and, and we've destigmatized that financial the financial uh consultants are they're fun-loving people they are approachable <laughs> hey, that's right they are normal human beings give them a shot that's right just give them a shot but one last thing before we go we have to do now it's time for the dudes and dads pop quiz oh thank you all right so if you've never joined <laughs> us for the dudes and dads pop quiz it's just a random time we ask questions to our guests and Fun questions to get to know, I guess, better. So uh, I will go ahead and start the questions out here. Um, sometimes we have to skip them because sometimes we're like, oh, that's not a good question. <laughs> some of these questions are great and some are not. <laughs> All right. So if you could send a message to the entire world, what would it say in 30 seconds? Oh, boy. Wow. Yeah, we don't we don't come out light swinging. Boy, no kidding. Um, you know, this I, I love Ted Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. So you know the whole idea of just be kind to one another. Mm-hmm. Like that's going to solve an awful lot of problems Absolutely. out there if we're just kind to one another. Wonderful, Kent. What are you most excited about right now? Right now, um, honestly, we're getting ready to start at least the planning process for some um, renovations in the house we bought. So, because we want to live there another 20 plus years. The compound's getting a facelift. The compound's going to get a facelift. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So, this kind (laughs) of maybe goes around along with budgeting. But uh, if you could be guaranteed one thing in life besides money, what would it be? Um, Probably contentment. I don't know if we need to say more about that. No, that's good. That's awesome. (laughs) That's wonderful, Kent. Uh, Kent, when you die, what do you want to be remembered for? Um, I want to be known as a guy who loved God, 
who loved his family and loved people. Awesome. Which living person do you admire most? Um, my dad. Um, I don't know if he's going to listen to this or not, but my dad has been an amazing example as a dad. And um, uh, even with what he's dealing with now, continues on. So, awesome. yeah, my pop. Love, love the dads here. That's beautiful. Uh, what will people look back at us 50 years from now and be shocked and appalled by? So I think Brent got this question. I think he I did. Think he did. <laughs> I think he and, did. And um, when I was listening to the podcast, my immediate thought went to like Facebook. Mm. <laughs> I mean, just I think what, what goes on with Facebook and the way people treat each other, I think we're going to go, wow. I know that's very similar. Sorry, nothing new, but wow. Yeah. All right. My last question. What do you consider the most overrated virtue? I think Brent got that one too. Maybe. We need to reshuffle these cards. Yes. <laughs> The most overrated virtue? Yeah. Wow. It's a real ethics question. Yeah. Most overrated virtue. Um, That's a tough one. Yeah. I, so, so I used to, I'm going to tell you a story instead of answering the question. So <laughs> I used to always tell people that youth ministry is great as long as you can fake that honesty and integrity stuff. So I don't know, somewhere in there, look for the answer. <laughs> And I was joking, by the way. So. The honesty and integrity. That's, that speaks to my heart at a deep <laughs> level. Uh, Kent, here, this is, this is where we really dig deep. And Andy's gotten asked this question before, too. When were your parents most disappointed in you? Um, it would definitely have been in, uh, in late high school, um, around fair time, making some decisions with a party I was at and story, maybe imbibing story of my life yeah. right there. Yeah. That's usually, you know, here's the deal. Most of those like greatest disappointment are they do come in the teen years. And I just remind everyone the brain is not fully formed yet. The wisdom and Amen. decision, the wisdom and decision uh, epicenter, the prefrontal cortex. Sandy loves me throwing that word out. Super fancy. Just not all there yet. So it's not a surprise. Not a surprise. <laughs> well, Kent, thanks for, for joining us today. We really enjoyed uh, the conversation with you. We're looking forward to even more conversations in this coming year about money and uh, ways to, to do that generously and, and be able to give. And We're here to educate. We're here to educate, to inspire, to uh, destigmatize <laughs> all those big words. Uh, <laughs> friends, you can always head over to dudesanddadspodcast.com for recent show updates, the show notes, links. The, the links all the info on every socials. episode the socials join us and you can always provide feedback 574-213-8702 or email us feedback at dudesanddadspodcast.com and as always gotta remember that we uh, we are on the Instagrams and all the social media we're trying to stay hip and with it on this show uh, guys we are excited about a season 4 as it started off thanks for joining us again tell your friends share like do all the good stuff uh, and until next time we wish you grace and peace Want to see some more of us? Head over and meet us on Instagram. 